We could share stories about why the price of Bitcoin is down. We could share stories about why the price of Bitcoin should be going up. And there are plenty of people speculating about the ups and the downs of crypto. But since the market is mostly sideways right now, we've got news surrounding ransomware, the SEC, regulations, and the upside of China cracking down on crypto mining. And in case you feel like you're getting into crypto early, wait until you hear about the 13-year-old DeFi tycoon. It's an amazing time to be alive, only made more amazing by the fact that at any second of any hour of any day, somewhere around the world, someone is listening to this bad news episode number 532 of the Bad Crypto Podcast. Five, four, three, two, one, two, ignition. Who's bad? Dude, it blows me away when you think about that, that at any moment, somebody is listening to the show. Like sometimes I'll be driving down the road, listening to radio and Pink Floyd, you know, money will come on. It's it's this universal song. And I think to myself, you know what? At every hour of the day, there's not a time that that song is not playing somewhere, whether on the radio or in somebody's house. It's just, it's perpetual. And to think that that happens with us, that somewhere somebody is listening to us at every second of the day. That's a lot of Travis and Joel, dude. Well, it's not, I don't know if I would, you know, <laughs> compare us to Pink Floyd, uh, they're epic and legendary, but I was, I would say this is that there might be somewhere any minute of the day, somewhere around the world, they might be listening to one of the episodes, not this particular one, because this one might be in the past. It will, it's definitely in the past for everyone. Who hears it because we've already said the words. So maybe this is one true. So maybe like at any one time in any day, there could be somebody listening to any song from Pink Floyd or Led Zeppelin or the Beatles at any time. Then like you know, you add all those up, and then maybe we're like, if anybody's listening to any song at any time, anywhere, like, so maybe that's true. Welcome to the show, gang. This is the Bad Crypto Podcast. That was Travis Wright. Still is Travis Wright. This is Joel Com. We are the Crypto Clowns, the Blockchain Blockheads, the DeFi, DoFi, the Nifty Nerds. Is that what we settled in on? We're Nifty Nerds, yeah. Nifty. And we are here to talk about the cryptos, folks. Mm-hmm. All made possible by our friends at Animoca that are re- working to revolutionize the game industry. You hear us talk about F1 Delta Time. You hear us talk about Quid. You hear us talk about the Sandbox, Crazy Defense Heroes, Gamey, all of these things. They are moving at the speed of light. If you want to know what's happening in the blockchain gaming world, check out Animoca Brands at animocabrands.com. Hey, you know what? This might be the best time as any to talk about their little competition they have going on. I don't know if I would call it little. But Rev Racing is coming on August 11th. They got $150,000 in prizes. And check this out. If you have Rev tokens, if you have at least 8,000 Rev tokens on July 16th, which is in a couple of days, uh, or, or maybe in the past, depending on when you're you're going to get a, a, a racing car NFT, right? And if you have 12,000, then you're maybe you're going to get another NFT. Or if you have 20,000 total tokens, you're going to get another NFT. So you can actually have these three racing car NFTs that are going to be able to race in this racing car thing and uh, this alpha inaugural event and first place, first place is $12,000, 9,000 for second place, 4,500 for third place. 
check it out. Like you can literally get airdropped a racing car and then win $12,000 for racing your NFT car. Like what? That's fantastic. All right. We got some news to cover. So let's do that. Timestamp on the 14th of July, 2021, 318 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. The total crypto market cap, $1.391 trillion. Bitcoin, $32,789. Ethereum's back under 2000. 1987 tether 0.999 binance coin 308 cardano a buck 27 xrp 61 cents usd one dollar even dogecoin 20 cents polka dot 1383 and number 10 is the binance usd doing usd stuff one dollar even uh, a sad week overall uh, the last few days have kind of been meh, 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 meh. but who are the big winners for the week all nft projects for the most part <laughs> Four out of the top five are NFT projects. And actually, I want to go ahead and look at, at the number three on the list. So, so Axie Infinity last week was at 14 bucks. This week, it's at $24. It's up 115%, folks. Uh, Flow is up 45%. Stacks is up 38%. I don't even know what Stacks is, but I'm going to take a look at it. It's Stacks.co. Whenever we're sharing these with you guys, you know these are great. These are great research opportunities because you're hearing them. Sometimes you hear week over week, you hear the same tokens that are going up. That's a clue. Decentraland, the Mana token up 11%, and Harmony, the One token up 11%. Uh, and then I also want to say this: Engine Coin uh, was up 9%. But take a look at that, Joel. One, two, three, four, five of the top seven performing tokens in the last week are all NFT related. Hmm. And Stacks might be, I don't even know what Stacks is. No, Stacks is a better internet built on Bitcoin is what Stacks says it is. So that's not it. There you go. A lot more red for the week. Uh, the biggest loser, Telcoin, down 33%. And of course, these are the winners and losers from the top 100. There are coins that have gained more or lost more overall. Sushi, Uniswap, Ecomi, all down 20% or so. Thorchain, Waves, uh, plenty of red all the way down. Uh, some of them not too damaged, but uh, some of them taking a, a pretty nasty hit. So what is going on in the Bitcoin world? Well, we could go to Cointelegraph.com and take a look at the latest stories here to take a look at the situation. Which way are things going to break? Mm. Right here, it says it's going down. And here are three reasons why 1 billion liquidations are less frequent. Billion dollar liquidations, like somebody dropping a whole ton of Bitcoin all at once. And it's basically talking here that, you know, we got this resistance point of $36,000. It's been here this way for the first, for the last three weeks. It's been a big challenge, but bulls are saying they have less things to worry about is those future contract liquidations. And, uh, and so those liquidations can be really huge. Once they started, you know, uh, entering futures into the mix, it, it has impacted the market sometimes, especially when that time of the month comes around where when those future contracts are up. And uh, so there you go. So they're saying that there's less less risk of those right now. And uh, it looks like it's going to be more bullish moving forward. I'm not I don't really I don't leverage myself. I don't I don't trade and do leveraging like that. So. When it comes to a lot of those sort of futures contracts and options and puts and stuff, I kind of stay away from them just because they're just high risk and I'm just not a good trader. I put it over there. That's that's all I do is I put, put it, it on the ground. Yeah, not not my oh. thing. Uh, the Bitcoin price is down 15% in the last month, but if inflation 
is rising. So the question from this decrypt article is, why would that be? Because typically when you've got U.S. dollar inflation, the dollar, your dollar is worth less. And that means that, you're, that the price of Bitcoin should, because it's deflationary, go up. So the theory is by those that look at the data is that Bitcoin has lost value relative to the dollar since inflation started ramping up again. According to this piece, the market cap for Bitcoin didn't just rise in late 2020 and early 2021, it exploded. And so what we're seeing is a natural cool down from what some would say is irrational exuberance. Secondly, most people watching the market could have guessed that inflation was coming. Well, of course, you could have guessed that inflation was coming. All you have to do is look who's running our economy and, you know, they want to raise taxes. And so in regulate more, that means you're going to have inflation and boom, you can't buy as much with your dollar. So there you go. That's what happens. That is what happens. I actually want to touch base on this because I find this really interesting. This is another little news article that just popped up on the side over there. Shapeshift. We've used we've used Shapeshift a lot. We've talked about them in the past. Eric Voorhees is the founder and CEO, and uh, they've decided to completely decentralize their entire company, Joel. And they're going to do this huge airdrop. They say the largest airdrop in history. And so, if you've done one to four trades on Shapeshift. Then you're going to get 200 Fox. If you've done five to nine trades on Shapeshift, you get 350 Fox, et cetera, et cetera. And so if you've done 100 trades or more, you're getting 8,500 Fox. Who knows how much a Fox is going to be worth? But basically, the president was saying that, uh, or, or uh, Voorhees was saying that it's become clear that open, immutable finance requires open, immutable organizations, and they're completely decentralized in the whole company. I find that completely interesting, Joel. I find it shapeshifting. I don't know if I've ever used Shapeshift or not. You know what? You have used Shapeshift if you use the Exodus wallet. Oh, okay. So we're gonna get uh, gonna get some uh, airdrops. That's nice. Yeah, probably so. So the uh, the lead story from this week, the headline itself could be a little misleading, but there is a power plant that is hydroelectric. It was built in eighteen ninety seven. Um, in Mechanicville, New York. I guess that's near Albany. Uh, the oldest renewable energy facility in the world that's still running. And what they figured out is that they can actually make more money mining Bitcoin with this plant than selling the electricity it makes to the national grid. So that's what he's doing. That's what the, the owner of this power plant is doing is they're mining Bitcoin there with the, the power instead of sending it on for uh, others to use. How about that? And, you know, that, that's in Albany. So that's up there near, I believe, Niagara Falls. So it's like connected to the same. Niagara Falls. Right? That, that is fascinating. So like, you know what? We're not going to sell this electricity to people. We're going to actually use our own. Elect so it's, it's, uh, it's like a big, uh, like, it's, it's like, a, it looks like a dam. And uh, it's this, and they got these big, huge turbines there. And so the water is flowing through and that's generating electricity. And they're using that to mine Bitcoin. So that would be very efficient and green use of that. The only problem is, is people are going to get pissed off. Like, me, you're keeping all your electricity for yourself, not giving it to the grid, me. Well, they're looking for existing ways to uh, to mine, you know, harness energies that are out there. This is why, uh, you know, I think we've I don't know if we talked about this on the news or not, but in El Salvador, their government is talking about mining Bitcoin using volcanoes. Right. I mean, talk about producing a ton of energy. 
uh, you know, natural energy. How do you how do you harness that to uh, to become a mining facility? Yeah, yeah. Really interesting stuff. I love it. Yeah, volcanoes, mining, crypto with volcano. Like I've smoked weed out of a volcano bong before, but I've never <laughs> actually had any crypto from a volcano mine. That's interesting to me. Uh, speaking of hot water and speaking of hot things, the SEC is in the hot waters as uh, they are having some challenges and clashing with this whole Ripple thing. The, the SEC is saying, hey, do not grant Ripple's disposition motion. And they're having some legal uh, back and forth. So keep an eye on, on Ripple and XRP because depending on what happens as an outcome on this, that will certainly impact the price one way or the other, depending on what ends up happening. We've talked in the past about Michael Saylor and MicroStrategy, that uh, entities that Michael Saylor has under his control have more than 111,000 Bitcoin on the books. And now Capital International Group, which is a $2.3 trillion asset manager in LA, has acquired a 12.2% stake in MicroStrategy, making it one of the largest indirect investors in Bitcoin on the planet. That's a lot of Bitcoin. I mean, a sailor is all in. He is a max, he, but he, he's not a maximalist for Bitcoin. He's a crypto maximalist, uh, but he is all in on Bitcoin. Well, I've never heard him say micro strategies has just bought million dollars worth of Ethereum. No, that's true. I wonder what he thinks about that, though. Hey, sailor, when are you going to? Hey, sailor, when are you going to come on bad crypto? <laughs> Hey, Taylor, we'd really like to talk about the crypto with you. Yeah, maybe yeah, one of these that, days. Yeah. Meanwhile, we remember a few weeks ago, Sir Travis Wright, there was ransomware happening from our evil. It was a Russian ransomware group. You remember talking I about do, that? I do recall Bitcoin was, um, they were doing this uh, ransomware. So they are offline now? What, something happened with them, yes? They have disappeared. So the move comes after some guy named Joe gave an ultimatum to Russian President Vladimir Putin about acting on ransomware groups in his country. Yeah, I'm sure that um, some senile guy named Joe issuing an ultimatum had a real effect on um, what Putin's going to do. Oh, we are so very scared of senile old man named Joe. We will stop all things because, oh, yeah, I'm sure that has. Uh, you know what my favorite, my favorite part on this is? It's just like, it's almost like if you're playing chess or you're playing like the art of war, you, you want to be, you know, you want to be a little stealthy. Like the Chinese are super stealthy. They do a lot of asymmetrical warfare. But whenever Biden met with Putin, he's like, here's a list of 16 critical infrastructure entities that are off limits to cyber attacks. Do not attack our water system. Do not attack our, like, our oil system do not like literally he just gave him a list and says these are not the places for you to attack they are critical for us really the hell okay so our evil is gone for the moment meanwhile in the uk the police have seized nearly 250 million dollars worth of digital assets in a money laundering sting the biggest seizure ever executed in the queen's United Kingdom. Hmm. So $250 million worth of digital assets have been confiscated. Like, 
you know, that, that always makes me wonder, like, how do they get them? If they're on hardware, how do they access the keys? How do they get these digital assets? How do they get these cryptos? Were they sitting on, were they sitting on an exchange? And uh, they say this might be the largest, you know, confiscation ever. But just because they confiscated doesn't mean that they have access to it, right? Like, oh, hey, we found out that you have this, but like. So here, here, here's this particular one. There was a 35-year-old woman who was, who see, they seized over $150,000 worth of Bitcoin. Um, she had established multiple mule bank accounts to receive the proceeds of bounce back loans, part of a program that was issued by the government during COVID-19. The woman, the instigation revealed that after receiving the funds in the mule bank accounts, the woman used them to purchase Bitcoin. So I don't know how they know she purchased Bitcoin with them, but she probably wasn't the smartest, you know, tack in the box. I'm guessing she probably went to Coinbase until she got caught. Yeah. And then not so smart. Yep. So the uh, I did not realize this, that Bitmain, uh, that Jihan Wu was the former CEO of Bitmain. Uh, How long is that? How long has that happened? I don't know. I haven't I haven't talked to Jihan, but he's welcome to come on the show and, and answer all the questions. How you been, Jihan Wu? Like, what's up? Why are you not with Bitmain? I think I wonder because if, if it's about with, with China cracking down on on Bitcoin mining, if that has impacted uh, that in some way. But um, basically, Jihan Wu saying that he thinks that regulations are necessary for the crypto industry. Thinks they're going to be beneficial for the space, and uh, it's going to help eliminate bad actors and fraudulent activities. So this seems to me he's maybe doing some talking points to appease his Chinese overlords. Yes, we need to be regulated. We need to stop all the bad actors, which are 0.03% of something. Right. Even 1% of money in crypto is being used for nefarious means. It's 0.3 of 1%. How many regulations do we have on fiat currency, right? On transacting with markets. Yeah, tons of regulations. And has it stopped bad actors from acting badly? No. But speaking of China, this is pretty fascinating here. You know, one of the reasons that graphics cards have been so expensive is because of um, the need for GPUs in mining Bitcoin. And now it's speculated here in Gizbot that with China cracking down on crypto mining, perhaps the prices of these graphic cards are going to come back to a reasonable level again. So you can have your ultra gaming experience without it costing a fortune. Hmm. Well, maybe because then other people are just going to be like, all right, so China's not buying all the GPUs. Now we're going to buy all the GPUs because it's been, it's been really hard to, to snag some of those high end ones because all the, uh, the crypto miners were, were snagging them all. But maybe maybe we'll be able to get some good GPUs again. I'd love to have a nice GPU in a, in a new box. I got a pretty I, good laptop, but I don't have a good I don't have a good regular system. I've got a, a really nice uh, GPU in my PC here smoking so I can play all those games. Did it come with it whenever you bought that from New Egg or was it? Was that yeah, part of it? It, was, it was in. Yeah, it's, it came with it. Nice. I, mean, I, I chose it. I chose it or it chose me. I'm not sure which. It's better than old eggs. Old eggs are just stinky and gross, but new eggs are good. As long as we're on the other side of the world in the UAE, the United Arab Emirates, they are experimenting and launching an in-house 
digital currency. Uh, you know, they're not going to be the only ones. Every nation is going to be experimenting with this and dabbling with having their own um, currency for their central bank. In fact, there was a tweet today of uh, Chairman Powell saying something that if we had, you know, central digital currencies, we wouldn't need other cryptos. I'm like, oh my gosh, how out of touch can you be? Cryptos exist because of the power of the central banks. It's not just so much the central banks, it's the people who are running the central banks, the powers that control those multinational bank conglomerates, right? And the ones who are printing the money. That's why I really think that, um, you know, once the Federal Reserve Bank was created in 1913, that was the watershed moment for global corruption to really take root. So it just took a while for people to sort of understand it and, and the need for it. You know, 2008 happened and then Satoshi Nakamoto was like, man, we really need to have digital money. It's, you know, decoupled from government. When you have governments that are printing money that is in cahoots with private bankers and the way the system is set up, it just lends itself for you know, absolute power corrupts absolutely. And you get all these people who have been in charge. You know, it's like literally it's like the, the families who have ran and set up the Federal Reserve Bank and the, and the trust funds and they set up the IRS. Those families who set that up and their descendants are at this point, they just they they're stink, their shit don't stink. And they just think they're above everyone and everyone else is useless eaters. And so they fund the media, they fund the politicians. They get on the boards of all these companies. They fund all these top companies because you're printing money. And you, whenever the IRS comes in, the trustees are getting the money. The government's not getting the money from the taxes. The money They're paying off that 20-some-odd trillion dollars in debt that's owed to the trustees. And once you understand this whole system, you can see how the system can be easily corrupted. I think Reagan once said, if uh, you're young, and um, and not liberal, you don't have a heart, right? Because when you're young, you tend to see the needs, um, you know, you want to change the world. But then he went on to say, if you're older and are conservative, you don't have a brain. Yeah. It's like when you grow up and you see how the world actually works and take personal responsibility, um, there's a balance between the two. And, you know, as I got older, I my brain grew. Three sizes that day. Yeah, uh, Ronald Reagan also had another quote, uh, Joel. He said this, if fascism ever comes to America, it will be in the, it will come in the name of liberalism. Right? Now you do, you just don't understand, Travis. You just don't no, understand. I, Ronald Reagan said, that's not what I said. Yeah, yeah, but you still don't understand. Uh, look at this. So a tax haven citizenship loophole for U.S. crypto folks may not stay open for long. Now, actually, I haven't even heard of this one, but apparently that uh, in several countries, Portugal, St. Kitts and Nevis, Antigua and Barbuda, Barbuda, uh, Dominica, Vanuatu, Grenada and St. Lucia is you can basically um, invest in cryptos and in projects and eliminate all crypto gains there and get a passport between 100,000 and $150,000 and uh, you got this is a donation plus some due diligence fees. And then you're able to eliminate your taxes through that by getting a passport and relocating out of that. Well, they're actually going to eliminate that. And I don't know if you saw this or not, Joel. I, I sent it over to Aaron, our producer. But um, the G20 was talking about, and it's, it's looking like it's going to pass, a global 15% tax for everyone. 
That way companies can no longer circumvent taxes and, uh, you know, the offshore stuff and set up things in Panama, like the Panama Papers and all this other stuff. Every company, every person in the world, a 15% tax, guaranteed that's an additional tax on top of the bullshit taxes that are already taking place in your country. Dogecoin has opened up the world to meme coins and the Shiba Inu coin is the latest one to get a lot of attention. Um, Vitalik donated more than a billion dollars worth of SHIB to the India COVID-19 relief fund. The um, token is SHIB, S-H-I-B. And now, you know, it's raced up the charts on CoinMarketCap and CoinGecko. And now they have Shiba Swap that is launched. And this thing looks really promising. The index has surpassed a million dollars in trading volume 24 hours after launch. I did say a billion, not a million, right? It is a billion. And actually, if you go look at Shiba Swap, S-H-I-B-A swap.com, total value locked $1.69 billion. And this is interesting. This is reminiscent of like, um, like it reminded me of like Aqua Finance that we were playing with earlier, where it's like, mm-hmm. you take some Binance and then you're able to buy, get some Aqua or whatever. And then you stake your, do your liquidity pool and then you put it into this pool and then you're actually earning new Aqua. So this is, this is fun. There is, a, and I'm going to actually put a video in the, the show notes from our friends over at Crypto 10X of, uh, with Barnaby and Noble who have actually did a walkthrough on this Shiba swap. So you guys can see this in the show notes where basically you take your Shiba, you can then get your dig tokens where you're going to provide liquidity and then you're going to earn bone. You're going to be able to dig, fetch, bury, swap, and woof and bone folio. <laughs> so basically you're able to stake your Shiba and then add liquidity pool. Then you're able to earn bone. You're able to, to stake your, your uh, Shiba and uh, woof it up. and I don't know. Just lots of stuff going on with this thing. It's very doggish. Yeah, it, it takes some time to understand it. And you're right. Barnaby and Noble did a great job in their video. So, uh, producer Aaron, let's make sure that we get that in there. I managed to um, add to the liquidity pool for Sheeb and Bone, and it's making 384.6% right now, which means Bone is coming in. I'm not getting boned. I'm getting Bone. You're getting Bone. <laughs> bone thugs and harmony. Like, I'm looking at that. So, I, I've actually done this as well and uh, so i can actually go in and claim my returns it looks like to me right now uh how much do i have in there all right uh, so yeah you're, you're staking your woof you deposit your woof and you it's just crazy so what is it swap was it my providing my liquidity yeah anyways i know i think i have like about five, i've earned about 500 bones so far and bones nice. are worth five dollars yeah so you can get Woof, not to be con, uh, confused with Rufus, our dog. Sometimes we call him Woof, who, by the way, heretofore shall be referred to as Lord Rufus the Mighty. He is now officially a Scottish landowner, as is our producer, Aaron, and she shall be referred to as Lady Aaron, the producer of Bad Cryptopia. I'm going to call her Lord. Actually, 800 bone. I've earned 800 bone. And uh, five bucks a pop. But what happens is you're not able to withdraw all your bone all at once. Uh, you can only get one third of your bone. So you can't go balls deep. <laughs> <laughs> I 
and where do I take that? <laughs> Meanwhile, one final story, which I find really fascinating. This kid in India, his name is Gajesh Naik. He's 13 years old and he totally understands DeFi. So he, he was able to, um, he started by teaching people how to code on his YouTube channel. And then he switched to smart contract consulting. His DeFi protocol, Polygodge, manages nearly a million dollars. He's 13 years old. Yeah, he's like, I got to learn a Solidity and then, I, and then I learned to do the DeFi stuff in about two to three months. So he was freelancing, launching projects. Here's a dude, he's 13 years old. Two years younger than my kid, my daughter, my youngest, and uh, you know I like to send I like to send my kids uh, these types of uh, articles and be like, get your shit together, look at this right. eating your lunch, you lazy bastards. This kid's <laughs> gonna change the world, right? He's he's yeah. gonna be a leader. This is like somebody doing this type of stuff at, at this age. You know, these are your future Richard Branson's or Elon Musk's, maybe without the weed. I don't know, right. <laughs> and without All crapping on Bitcoin. Stable gauge is not a stable coin. Okay. Just so you know. Robo Gajish on the Twitters. Very cool, man. I love that. I love seeing young people getting in it and the technology. They're the ones that are going to change it. And, um, you know, because they're, they're diving in. They're digital natives. Like, this is this is the way to them. The old way makes no sense. The old way doesn't make any sense to me. It hasn't for a long time. But we're seeing some changes now for sure. Seeing some great listener feedback as well. Uh, Stone Johnson gave us a five-star review with the subject line, Corn. You guys are great. I especially love the Christian Kamir episode. You should have him or someone like him to talk about crypto or blockchain philosophy one a month. Corn. Corn. Right on. Hey, Sir Lord Travis from Gaz in UFC 82 from the UK says, we're all waiting for you to drop the corn coin. DA Roberts 24 says crypto bad in a Chinese accent. So crypto bad should be like that. Bad. Bitcoin gravy from uh, Stabarelli. That's not, that's not, you don't want to meet Stabarelli in the alley. That's not good. Uh, Stabarelli. I don't even know the gender on, on this person. Stabarelli in an alley is a not good person to meet because they yeah. stab you in your feet. Stabarelli has some Bitcoin gravy. Travis and Joel's takes on crypto and geopolitics are tastier and more filling than mama's Sunday gravy. With yeah. corn. No, he didn't say that, but he should have. I think corn should be part of every review and part of every episode from here to four. Finding new and corny crypto podcast. Interesting ways to uh, the corny crypto, corny crypto. Here we are. We are corny, but we're here for you guys and we're bringing you tons of great content is on the way. I would love to hear your feedback, you know, on what you think of this episode. And, uh, you know, did you listen to the McAfee um, episode? Love to hear your thoughts on that. Some of you have written us. You could drop us a mail at badcryptopodcast at gmail.com uh, or hit us up in our discord. Badco.in forward slash discord is the hero discord. And uh, we are looking at new ways to make the hero token utilitarian or bring utility to it and got some cool things planned. Definitely not saying you should buy hero coin. I'm also not saying you shouldn't because I'm not a financial advisor and you should do your own, you know, research and due diligence and figure stuff out for yourself. That is true. That is true. We really appreciate you guys tuning in. Thank you. This is what episode 
532, mm. including all the other ones we've done and the other ones. Like we, Joel and I, I bet we've done about 750 crypto episodes complete with all the different ICOs and the nifty shows and the stuff that we do. Why do we do it? Because we love you guys. We want to keep putting out great content. We're having fun doing it. Um, although I think Joel wants to go to the swimming pool today, so we're going to finish this show. It's raining. It's oh, raining. Man. man, that's probably why he hasn't been able to get his vitamin D. Yeah. Oh, well. Stay bad. Who's bad? The Bad Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto, LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of Bitcoins and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor.